This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at messy.fm. Well, we're back. Hope you guys didn't miss us. Uh, took a little bit of a break. We were pretty preoccupied with watching. Whoa. I think that was baseball that was trying to be played. Um, man, I don't know. It's we're we're all feeling that same uh, same feeling that we felt uh, after what happened in the Super Bowl. At least I, when I woke up uh, the next morning, that's kind of what I felt. Uh, just disgust, um, just depression, man. I mean, that was, you, you like it's it's hard to smile at things. Like it's just an awful feeling to know that. You should have been out of the series with a sweep. You should have won in three games. Braves are the better team than the Cardinals, but uh, you beat yourself. You made stupid mistakes. Uh, there were some stupid managerial mistakes, and uh, that cost you a run at which would have been a pretty clear path now to the World Series with the Dodgers losing, and we know we would have taken care of business against the Nationals. Um so before I really uh, start to raise my voice and get into my own personal opinions, uh, we'll let Roe talk a little bit here first so that way I can kind of gather myself uh, before the storm actually starts. Yeah, we all know, Matt, that baseball, when it comes to the playoffs, it's not who's the better team. It's got to do with everybody coming together as one unit. You see what I'm saying? So. It's got to do with managing. It's got to do with pitching because we know that in the playoffs, in order to win a championship, it comes down to the pitching. It's not the hitting. It's the pitching. So the problem started with the Braves back in game one. Everybody, including a lot of the media, was too focused on Acuna and his hiccups, him admiring his hits. He thought it was a home run but it fell short of a home run just before the wall. And he refused to run around the bases at full speed. Yeah, he could have got to second base. More than likely would have been on second base, but still wasn't no guarantee he was gonna make a home run. Matter of fact, he didn't want to help keep the game close. You know, so what you gonna pull him in the middle after the seventh round, he the one hit the home run. He's one, uh, got, he went three for four, you know, and runs and he had the homer. So why was you going to pull him for? Um, there was a lot of pitching mistakes in that game, a lot of hiccups. They had so many holes in game one. Why would you just focus on Acuna and this hiccup? It was way too many holes. Uh, once again, I don't want to say it, but Freeman did not show up in the playoffs once again. But this time is a little bit different. This time is different than last year because this time he took the blame. for His batting average is horrible. Almost all the guys' batting average is horrible except for Dansby. He had a pretty good batting average, but everybody else was lost, and their pitching is horrific. I don't know, and even Snicker got to take a lot of the blame because he made some mistakes. I listened to it today. Today is Thursday. What's today's date? I think uh, it's the 9th or the 10th. The 9th? 10th. Okay, this is the day after. Snicker was on the news. He said that, which bothered me, and I caught, I caught his attention, Matt. He said that we won 99 games this year, so I'm proud of my team. No, you won 70, 97 games. 
Brian. And if you're referring to the two games that you add on from the regular from the playoffs, which does make 99, you got to separate it. Playoffs is different than a regular season. If you're a manager, a coach, any type of in leadership, you don't treat the regular season like the playoffs. And if you do that, you're going to get bounced from the playoffs just like that because you got to take your game up to a whole nother level. Case in point, example, the Nationals. They're playing way better than they did in the regular season. So they learn how to separate the regular season from the playoffs. So no, you were 2-0. and you you want you were two, uh, you want two games in the playoffs and you won ninety seven in the regular in the regular season. That's how that went down, and you lost three in the playoffs. So you ended up two and three in the playoffs. That's how you should treat your players and talk to your players and treat it like it's the playoffs, not the regular season. It's not a continuation. Mm-hmm. It's separate, and once you play at that level, then you will understand. Same thing with the Falcons a few years ago. The Super Bowl is different than the regular season. Just because you got a 28-3 cushion doesn't mean you're necessarily going to win going in the fourth quarter. I guess everybody knows that now. Uh, the Patriots didn't treat it like it was no regular game. They treated it like it was a Super Bowl, and they were confident that they would come back. Brady, I know he did because he'd been to the Super Bowl plenty of times. But the only, way, the only reason why I'm going to give the Braves a pass, Matt, is simply because they're a young team. And I've been saying it all year. They're an immature team, and they're a young team. And they got a young nucleus, and they will be back, and they got plenty of time to mature and get it together and get experience. And these two playoff runs has been a very, very good experience for them, especially this year. They made history uh, last night, 10 runs in the first inning. That's a tie for the record in baseball history, man. Why are all these teams in Georgia breaking records? On the other, just same like with the Falcons broke a record in the Super Bowl. Yeah. All right. Slowly slipping back into my depression state as I was a couple of days I'm ago. Sorry, no, but, no, I'm no, sorry, no, man. No. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to do that, but I'm frustrated and upset yeah. because I want these guys to do well and play well. I, I, and I feel for the fans here. And yeah. I'm part of the fans here. And um, But I'm realist, too. I'm a realistic person, too, as well, Matt. Right. So I got to keep it real. Uh, there got to be some changes. Yeah. There has to be some changes on that team. Uh, yeah, most of the nucleus you're going to bring back, Matt. But there's some guys, and they really need to focus on pitching. All offseason, they need to focus on pitching. They need to find them a whole slew of rotating uh, pitchers, except for Sirocco. You got to keep him. I want to keep him. But everybody else, don't resign Teron. Green, I might keep him. Luke Jackson should have been gone. I'll, he should be gone all the way down to double A or whoever, minor league. He should have been gone. He should just be at home. Period. I don't even know why you put him in this last game. You, you insult the injury. Yeah, it was. Um, so there's a couple things while Roe was talking. There's a couple things that I thought about the entire series that uh, that didn't go our way. Uh, some things that were unfortunate. Um, and then some things that we definitely could have controlled that I think would have locked up uh, would have locked up the series win. We'll start with game one. Um, had the 3-1 lead. Uh, Chris Martin trots out of the bullpen and pulls an oblique while warming up pitching in the eighth. Bring in Luke Jackson. Luke Jackson gives up a home run to Mike Goldschmidt. Yes. You know, um, or Paul Goldschmidt, sorry. Mm-hmm. But, um, man, I I hate to, I hate to play, place blame on somebody, especially since he got hurt. But, man, I really don't think Chris Martin gives up a home run right there. And I think we go into the ninth inning with a 3-1 lead. You know yes. what I'm saying? Um 
couple other things, man. The Cardinals got some of the weakest base hits I've ever seen watching a series of baseball. Yep. Like, I am talking just besides the last game, which I'm not, we're not even going to talk about. We know what happened, right? When you, when you set yourself up to win the series and then you can't do the small things in order to do that, you deserve to get beat. The Braves deserve to get beat in game five. Yep. Mainly because they never should have been there. Yeah. Right, but we'll get on that in another subject. But talking about the first four games, uh, a lot of weak hits, broken bat singles, little flares and stuff like that, man. And the Braves never got any of those. You know what I'm saying? And uh, those things just kind of went the Cardinals' way. And that's the thing about baseball sometimes, man. It's not about how far you hit it or, you know, how hard you hit it. It is just base hits. Can you get base hits? And, you know, they hit bloopers and they found holes. Um so that was the thing with game one. I think the Chris Martin thing kind of really would have turned that around. I think we could have started off the series 1-0. and uh, Game two was about as well as you could ride it up. Um, Mike Fultonavich was as good as it gets, um, had some timely hits. And, uh, you know, their pitcher, Jack Flaherty, also threw a really good game, but he made, you know, a couple mistakes, and it cost him. So moving on to game three, uh, really, couldn't, really couldn't get anything going during that whole game. I mean, Mike Soroka, I mean, what can you say about the guy? He's done it all year. He's good. And, you know, they jumped out to that early one and nothing lead on another blue pit, you know, and then, you know, a ground ball sack fly. The game's one and nothing, and we can't score any runs until we go to the top of the ninth. And once again, the guys who have delivered, you know, we start off with a double from Donaldson. That was about the only hit he yep. had this series. Yep. Um, but it was a good one. But then, I mean, the, the heroes of the series – Adam Duvall and Dansby Swanson, man. I mean, there's fans out there that were literally calling for Dansby to get benched this series for Echeverria. Well, guess what? You guys were dead wrong. Okay, this kid is a gamer. Okay, Dansby Swanson lives for these kind of moments. Yep. And he is going – he's going to come through, and he did. He tied the game up with a 1-1 double. He had three hits that game. As long as he's healthy. Nobody could touch Wainwright with a 10-foot pole that game. Yeah. And Dansby had three base hits. Two of them were screamers off the wall. Sure did. You know, so hats off to him. Uh, he played the best out of anybody in this entire series. Um, yes, he did. And, you know, we came back and won 3-1. to one. And, man, when you get a, you come back from a team like that or from a 1-0 you know, deficit, pitcher shuts you down the whole game, you come back and win. Man, game four you have to go out there and you have to bury those guys. Their heads were hanging coming into that game. They jumped out to an early lead on a couple solo home runs off Keuchel. But we came back and took the lead. And then this is where I get into the biggest thing out of all of it. Man, we were like 7 for 34 or 35 with runners in scoring position. How do you the, – the objective of baseball is to score more runs than the other team. Right. How do you do that if you don't move guys over and get guys in? Take it for example. Uh, I'll skip all the way to the top of the ninth. Uh, Ronald Cunha starts off the top of the ninth with a ground rule double. Also something unfortunate, I think if that ball stays in the park and rattles around the wall, I think he's standing on third. But it doesn't matter. You get a guy on second, nobody out, top of the ninth, tie ball game. Ozzy Albies up, great speed. Cunha, great speed at second base. You got to do something, okay? You got to try some type of bunt, something like that. Even if they run the wheel play and send the shortstop crash in a third base, I still think Acuna gets there with a decent bunt, okay? Then who knows what happens. All Freddie's got to do is try to make contact, which he couldn't do all series. But I think that gets a run in. Okay, but we should have never been in that situation anyways. We were up 4-3, to three and we had plenty of times. We had two or three innings with the bases loaded, and we couldn't get a single run in. And that's ridiculous. How do you not blow that game wide open? Their heads are down. You came back the night before and took a game away from them. That's the time you bust it open with a base hit 
or just something that goes your way and you can't do it. You got guys striking out and popping up. And it's inexcusable for you something like that to the, happen. You had him against the wall, man. He shouldn't even went to extra inning. He no. He shouldn't went to an extra inning. No. Should have never been that way. Uh, <sighs> I mean, then it was rejuvenating game five because they knew they went to extra inning. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 they confident was back for game they five. They went back and stole one from us in game four. Yeah. Uh, start off with a leadoff walk in game five. Um, right then. Snicker probably should have had the bullpen fired up right after that. Yeah. Here's the thing with Game 5. You know, it might be different for guys who have been there before, but in my own personal opinion, I think somebody's got to constantly be getting loose in the bullpen on a Game 5. Yeah. Because if they wait, make one mistake, you got to yank up, man. And I understand it was the first batter and he walked. Okay, but Fulty wouldn't get the calls on the edges. And if Fulty doesn't get the calls on the edges of the strike zone, it's a long night. You know, I was talking to my dad about it the other night, and he said it was the same way with Glavin and Maddox. If they didn't get the spots, they didn't get the edges on the pitches, it's a long night for them. Because other than that, then you've got to force the ball over the middle of the plate, and that's just – it's bad news. And you saw it like that. Azunia had another base hit. Uh, then the other guy that played out in right field had another base hit, and it kind of just piled on from there, man. But let's talk about what happened in game five where Freddie Freeman makes an error at first base. Um, one run was already in, okay, but it was first and third, one out. Yachty comes up, slowest guy in literally MLB. Might, he's might be the slowest human being I've ever seen in my life. Um, he hits a ground ball to Freddie. He boot, he boots it. We can't turn two and get out of the inning. Who I'm not I'm not making excuses of what happened, but I mean, there's no telling what happens two days ago if that happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Freddie Freeman gets out of it. We we're down one nothing. You know, yeah. and then it's a completely different ball game. You know what I'm saying? And then. That right there, it's just nine runs right after that. Yeah, but he admitted his mistakes after the game, and I'm glad he did, but it's a little bit too late. He hasn't showed up two, two playoffs in a row now. No, he hasn't. I mean, he's hit below 200 in the Dodger. He hit below 200 Dodger series last year. Yeah, he did. And then he did it again this year. Yeah. And, 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 and Cardinals is not that good of a team. No, we were, Come on now, we were the, clearly the better team. It's just we beat ourselves. Yeah. And that's, what's, that's what hurts worse – like, the Dodgers series last year, man, I was like, I was upset for like 30 minutes. I was like, okay. Like, we weren't even supposed to be here. The Dodgers were the better team. But this one's harder to swallow, Matt, because we've been talking about the Braves all year long, man. I'm telling you, they were the better team, man. They could have won 100 games easily. Yeah. Yeah, they could. If they were, you know, if they were something to play for, they definitely would have won 100 games. But we learned so far in these playoffs this year, just because you get 100 wins and over 100 wins doesn't mean that you're going to be – in the World it's who's, Series. It's who's Learning. playing the right baseball look at the right at time. The, look at the Twins. They had a, what, 100 and, 102, 106 win season? Yeah, it's like 100, they got, 102, I think is what They it got was. swept. Yeah, got smoked. And, you know, come on now. And they got pretty good pitching, too, and they got bounced. Look at the Dodgers. How many wins they have? 106? Yep. They got bounced first round. So it doesn't matter if you get 100 wins. It don't matter if you win your division because both those teams won their division. They're sitting at home today, and along with the Braves, who won their division also is where they're sitting at home. Now you're looking at wild card, a wild card team in here in the championship series, and you're sitting there scratching your head. How did they get here? They shouldn't even be here. They was a wild card team. You know, and they, they wouldn't even press it through the whole year. Uh, the, you know, the Nationals was okay pretty much during the whole year, but the Cardinals, come on now, man. Yeah. Come on. And the Twins was good all year. I've been raving about the Twins all year, haven't I? Yeah. But they went up against them, what I tell you, them Yankee hitters, man, them boys are right on point right now. 
them Yankees. So, you know, but it still comes going to come down to y'all watch. When the championship series comes around, when the World Series comes around, watch. It's all going to come down to the pitching. And the manager, he's got – He's got to put the right pitcher out there at the right time. If he's not performing well, you got to know it, see it right away, and you know when to go to the mound and say, hey, you all right? We'll give him one run. I'm about to yank you. And if he give up another run, hey, you're out. Next pitcher in. Mike, they should have did that with Snickers, should have seen that. After the third run, I was like, hey, man, you got to go. I got to get you out of here, man. We can't afford – it's already uh, three to nothing now. I got to pull you now because we ain't going to – my hitter, our hitters ain't going to be able to catch up. You see what I'm saying? Oh, he kept him in there, and the bloodletting just kept going. Yeah. Bad move. Uh, and this is kind of a – this is kind of a – I don't know. It might even be an unpopular opinion. I, I don't think I would have gone with Max Freed um, right after Fulte. Uh Max Freed, I wouldn't say he struggled mightily with the strike zone this year, but there was times when it got away from him and he needed to walk a few guys. I probably would have thrown Tomlin out there myself. Yeah. Might be a weird opinion. Mm. I understand that. But the dude fills up the strike zone. Hmm. He's been in he's been in postseason appearances before. He was a starter with uh, the Cleveland Indians when they had really good runs in the past, and he had veteran experience. And he looked really good in Game Four. Um, I still question a little bit of pulling him. I know you wanted to go with a lefty lefty matchup, um, and then brought in Shane Green. But I, I think yeah, I was because I was thinking about Green. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah, I was thinking about bringing him in, but they didn't. I mean, and there wasn't no day. I mean, he's terrible too. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. You know, you can yeah, look, I, you can look back and say, oh, they should have done this, should have done yeah, that. Yeah. But the fact is, man, they didn't. So you know, it's almost like, well, why are we sitting here talking about it? You know, what I'm saying it's just it. It's more of a it's more of like a therapy session. Really. It is. I, I it kind is of truly. I, I, I kind of feel like man, I'll be better. It just make us feel better, man. May, you know, because it's gonna be a long off season. We're gonna be thinking about this. You yeah, see what I I'm mean, saying? That's some, it, we wouldn't be thinking about this if the Braves weren't the better team. Yeah. Or yeah, if the, if the Braves were the worst team. Hats off, Cardinals. And, and good they time. just made it in yeah. by the wild card as a wild card team. I was like, oh, okay, they lost. Okay, that's cool. They won a better team anyway, so it, yeah. it really didn't matter, you know. So it it wouldn't have been a big letdown. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. No, and I, then they lost at home, and it's how they how bad they lost at home in the first inning. Let me see, tell you how bad it was, Matt. Give me, I'm gonna give you this. I was Ubering at the game, Matt. Because I Uber drive part-time at night sometime and during the day. And I was Ubering at the game. And the game started 5-something. I was picking up my first trip. is beeping at about 6-something. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I know this, Let me look at, my, I'm look at my phone. I know this game ain't over yet. I looked at the phone. I said, oh, man. It's 10-0. Then it went to 11-0. It's still the first inning. Then the second inning came. That phone was blowing up. People was leaving the game already. Oh, yeah. And then I asked some of the people who were leaving the game that's waiting in the zone, the Uber zone. They said, oh, well, we had just got to the game. Uh, we saw the score. We decided not to go in. <laughs> I'm like, wow. And then some people said, man, we got to the game. We spent $150 a piece on our tickets. We got there in the third inning. Yeah. That's what, I mean, my, Dude, fr- my really? friend went. They all a couple of my friends went. They dropped some serious money, and uh, I truly feel feel sorry for you guys. I mean, that was a that was literally like taking three four hundred dollars and just lighting it on fire. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. that's that's about as good of an analogy as I can think of right now. You literally just took a couple Benjamin Franklins out of your wallet and just set it to flames. Because I mean, that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, good God, the game was literally over five minutes after first pitch. 
I know, never seen that. Like- <laughs> I've never seen that in my lifetime. You yeah. know, because I grew up in a city that didn't have no professional baseball team. And I come see this and witness that. I'm sitting down there. I'm like, man, wow. Yeah. 11 nothing. It's the first quarter. And then after the game, I said, well, that's a record. That's a major league baseball record. I said, for real? I don't doubt it. In the playoffs, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, this is going to be a long offseason. Uh, a couple positives that I guess we'll talk about before we, before we move on. Um, yeah. I think, um, first of all, Brian McCann, outstanding career. Um, yes. I remember growing up watching you. Um, you. You did you did great things for this organization. You know you got you you gave a lot of young pitchers this year the best you know probably the best seasons that they're going to have. Um, you taught Soroka what it looks like so much from last year. Yeah. Um, so you know we we as Braves fans can't thank you enough for what you were able to do. No, unfortunately it had to end like that, but. You know, man, it's, it's it was great to see you come home and 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 give it one last run. You know, so so we definitely appreciate that. Um, I think this team will be better next year. I think uh, Marquecas unfortunately will not be back. Um, I think that with the young guys that we have in AAA with Christian Pache and Drew Waters, uh, the local kid from Etowah, uh, I think those guys are going to get a chance. Um, yes. And they're they're, they're going to have a lot to prove, but um, yep. it, you might as well. You know, um, Nick didn't have a good postseason. Uh, There's two yep. years now where he really didn't have a good postseason. Uh-uh. And so at this point, man, just move on. You know, we got a ton of young talent. Pache is going to be the best defensive outfielder that we've ever had, in my opinion. I agree. I think he's going to be better than Andrew Jones. Yep. Um, his hitting has come around complete 360 spin. Drew Waters just absolutely rakes, guys. If you haven't been able to check him out, you need to do it because this kid – this kid is going to be uh, elite on the level of hitting. Not huge power, but, man, he's just going to be able to get you base hits. He looks like, you know, a, a one to two spot, you know, in the lineup for uh, for X amount of years, a, a long time. Um, we'll have more good young pitching coming up. Uh, Ian Anderson, you know, had an outstanding year um, this year in the minors. We have a couple other guys down there that could definitely uh, – that we can definitely use. Um, question mark that's going to have to get filled is the catching spot. Yeah. You know, uh, Tyler Flowers, my yeah. favorite. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, my, yeah, my right. favorite. Yeah, is, right. <laughs> uh, he's not going to get it done. No. Um, <laughs> Alex Jackson, unfortunately, in the minor leagues, is not going to be able to get it done. We gave him a couple chances this year. He can't do it. Uh, William Contreras is in our organization. And for you, for those guys who don't know, um, that is Wilson Contreras' younger brother, who's the catcher for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, he, he'll have some work to do if he wants to make it. You know, he's obviously got the defensive – skill set uh but he's gonna have to show that he can swing the bat we did take a catcher last year uh shay langoliers in the last draft but uh he it's gonna take some time for him to get ready he did really good in rome in single a this year but he's probably in you know a year or two away um so we're gonna have to find something to kind of fill that fill that spot right there uh for us in the in the lineup and, you know unfortunately you know i hate to say it about mccann but man he just didn't do anything at the plate um during this playoffs and we got to have something, you know, we got to have something from top to bottom. You know, yep. I, I don't understand why our eight hole hitter was the best hitter of the entire series. Um, but that's just the way it goes sometimes. You know, play, the playoffs, man, is most unlikely heroes. OK, that's what you don't understand. I mean, if I was to tell you that Dansby Swanson, Adam Duvall um, drove in the game winning runs and the guys who scored were Rafael Ortega and Billy Hamilton at the beginning of the year you guys would have looked at me like I was smoking crack yeah. you know what I'm saying so it's it's just unlikely guys you know what I'm saying you never know what happens in the playoffs 
So we've just got to have production from the top to the bottom. You look at what the Astros are doing right now, man. One through eight or one through nine because they have a DH. They all just hit. They all hit. It's not there's no there's nothing streaky about it. And why was our three hole hitter, our four hole hitter, our five hole, six and seven all hitting below 200 in the playoffs? You can't expect a win like that. You know, you, if we would have done that against the Marlins, we would have gotten beat. You know, yeah. you 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 got to hit in these series, and right, we didn't right. have any of that. You're right, but like we was talking about, playoffs is a different ball game. It's not like the regular seasons. You got to be able to take your game to a whole nother level. You got to play outstanding, outstanding baseball. Yeah. You see, because even Houston, as great as they are, they're struggling with the Rays. The Rays are playing above their level. Yeah, they're scrappy. They're just you know a what I'm scrappy saying? Team. And they're tied with Houston. And right now, as we speak, it's the end of the sixth. It's four to one, Houston, but it's the end of the sixth, end of the sixth uh, inning, and these guys not giving up these Rays. No, they're not. Uh, so it's Scrappy taking everything team. from Houston to put these guys away. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So yeah, I mean, it's, you, you got to play. You, gotta you play got to play the top man. of your game, man. It's, you got to. You got um, to. And the Dodgers really learned that this year too. So I mean, you, you got to come with your A game because you got the great records, man. Don't mean nothing, man. These little teams like the Nationals, and they didn't even have Bryce Harper this year. Yeah. Bryce Harper's sitting at home since he's left the Phillies. I wonder what's going through his mind. Yeah, I mean, I'm, de- I'm definitely glad that the Nationals made it, not the Phillies. That, that kind of makes it a little bit better. Can't stand Phillies fans. Uh, one last thing before we kind of move on to something a little bit more enjoyable. Um, whoever the cowards were that brought up the whole thing that the Braves can't tomahawk chop anymore, get a life, okay? Stop crying, okay? I don't know if you've ever experienced a high school student section or a college student section or something like that, man. But if you're worried about a tomahawk chop, you'd be in for a rude awakening at a college basketball game or a college football game. There's some stuff that people say that is way beyond, oh, please don't do the tomahawk chop anymore. I guarantee you there's some stuff that we could say that's a lot worse, okay? Have you ever been to – did you ever play in Boston or New York? You should hear what some of those fans have to say for you, buddy. Okay, so just – you know, you, I don't understand why it came out in the playoff series. We played you six times this year. You came home. Why didn't you say something about it then? You were on the team. We saw you in the bullpen. Why didn't you say something then They've about it being They've been doing a for, for a while now. There's, and it's their brand there's, now. The FSU does it, okay? There's a lot of – the McEachern Indians do it right down the road from us, okay? Yeah. We're not the only ones that do it. So, obviously, there's nothing disrespectful about it. That's our, that's our team. Like, that's our mascot. Yes. We're the Braves, and that's what we do. There's nothing disrespectful for it at all. We're not nobody when they're doing the tomahawk chop is thinking, "Oh, this is fun. I'm making fun of Indians." That's not what we're doing right now. That's just something that we all grew up doing, sitting at home on our couch on TVs, cheering on our Braves in a comeback, doing the chop, sitting on the couch with our family. That's just kind of something that we grew into, and it's tradition. You know, if we were to take something away from St. Louis, I don't know how you feel about it. So you guys wave the red flag or the the red towels in the playoffs games, right? I I guarantee you I could find a way to make that offensive. It's 2019. I could find a way to make anything offensive. Yep, you sure can. You know, so it, grow up. You know, we don't we don't we don't get anything political on this on this show at all. But that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way because that's just being soft, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's sports, man. It's not. There's nothing personal going on in sports. At the end of the game, at the end of the day, it's just a ball game. Okay, and we all wake up the next morning, Lord willing. But to have something like that and say it like that, man, wait till the end of the year and, and 
take it up in another manner. But to go on Twitter and say stuff like that is just weak, in my opinion. Yeah, I try to leave politics out of sports as much as I can, but some things you just have to say. But we try to leave that out there because that is a distraction. Even for the players, you know, to bring stuff up like that too, you say that to the offseason because you're supposed to be focused on the game. And all this other stuff is, you know, is disruptive to the game and messes up the flow of the game. It's a time and place to address every issue, period. But on a on a good note with the Braves, they ended the season. Uh, you do have a good future, bright future for them because everybody on their team, the nucleus is young. And I've been saying that they got a young team. Uh, they need a lot more experience. And the only way you're going to get experience is by having playoffs like these, not necessarily getting blown out. But you got to have this to make you stronger for the future. You see what I'm saying? Sooner or later, I believe these this Braves teams can't get to a – to a championship. They will. I mean, good news, guys, is we're not going anywhere. You know, we're just we're we're just getting started as far as postseason runs, in my opinion. You yep. know, all of our guys are 22, 23 years old. Yep. They're you know not, what I'm saying? They're like, not we're, old. We're not going anywhere. This isn't the last hoot raw for us, okay? Nope. It is for a couple of the older guys with, you know, big yeah. veterans who've been around for a while. But this, the core of this team, man, they're they're they, just getting started. They sure are. I think they're going to learn from this. And, look, most of them played well, okay? Ozzy had a decent series. Dansby had a really good series. Acuna had a really good series. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's something that we can kind of build around. And, I, I you know, we're, we'll be back next year. This is a, definitely a tough one to swallow. But, you know, you just got to move on at this point. You know, no reason to sulk because you do that, it'll leak over into next year. That's you right. Know? So uh, we'll we'll definitely still talk about the Braves in the show, even though the series is over. Um, you know, if there's ever any big news or anything like that, we'll be sure to talk about it. But uh, moving into some more positive stuff, and uh, we'll get to that here in a, in a second of the show. But, you know, we really had a good time uh, following them, you know, in our first, our first kind of couple shows really getting into it um and uh we're looking forward to an even better one next year you know yeah we sure are. i'm looking forward to it can't wait well now that we've kind of gotten uh kind of got all the head off you know our chest i've i've been saving that for a couple days now so it finally feels good to kind of get that out in the open um feel a lot better i actually feel like a few pounds lighter i don't know why i don't know if it was just a burden that i've been having on me for a while but uh hey uh Good news is we got another sports team firing up around here in the ATL. Uh, Hawks had the first couple of preseason games uh, these past couple of nights. Uh, they are 0 2. I mean, you can take preseason the same way as I take it in the NFL. Okay, it really doesn't mean anything. You're just out there getting warmed up and uh, you're getting ready to go. Uh, from what I've seen, I've been able to watch a little bit of it. You know, you're kind of distracted watching the, watching the Braves games, but um, man, I like what this I like what this team's doing. You know, they definitely are they definitely are a year or two away from, you know, actually contending in the East. But man, I think they really could slip into like a seven or eight seed this year and kinda just kinda just mess with some people. You know what I'm saying? They're they did it last year. You know, the last twenty five, thirty games, man, they were incredible. They were yeah. so much fun to watch. The they stadium were. were down there getting packed out. Trey Young kinda finally adapted into his role and really got that stroke back that he had in college and John Collins is outstanding and uh Kevin Herter played, you know, good as well. We had a lot of a lot of help off the bench. Um, and then this year, this is the greatest offseason I think the Hawks have ever had, at least in my time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the addition of Jabari Parker, you know, and then the draft class we had with Cam Reddish, uh, Bruno Fernando, and then uh, DeAndre Hunter. Uh, DeAndre Hunter. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, these guys look good. DeAndre Hunter's shot is sweet. It's it's a slick looking stroke. It sure is, Um, man. And those kind of weapons on outside of the perimeter, uh, that's that's fun to have because, you know, like we were talking before the show, is that, you know, you start bodying up John Collins, he's just going to kick it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So I think it's good. Uh, so tell me, I mean, what you've watched the game more than I have the past couple of nights. So tell me, tell me what you saw. Well, you know, NBA is my thing anyway. So um, I love talking about the NBA. So I'm, I'm excited about the NBA season starting up here on October 22nd. I love it. And uh, the Hawks, I watched them a little bit last year. Um, they led the lead in scoring, point score. Uh, they averaged about 110 a game. Their defense wasn't that good, but I expect that from a young team. Uh, I like Collins. I think he's a future all-star in this lead, I, and I, I believe Trey Young is also as well. I think Trey Young will become an all-star before Collins will, but I like those two, and, and those two are the nucleus of the team, so I think they, they're going to go pretty far. And I, th- I got them like, like you, man. I think they can make the eighth spot in the, in the East uh, for the playoffs. Uh, I've been watching these first two play, these first two preseason games. Yeah, they didn't win it, but you know, preseason games, you know, it don't matter if you win or lose anyway. And they got a lot of extra players out there to get a lot of minutes, too, trying to make the team. So, you know, they haven't made the team, so they're trying to show their skills. So the starters really not getting a lot of minutes. And then their attitude is they're not going out there trying to get hurt anyway. So, you know, but I like this DeAndre Hunter guy uh, as a rookie. I think they made a good selection. I, really, I put it on record. I believe that the Atlanta Hawks had the best draft. Of yeah, 2019. I agree. I agree. They stole the draft, and a lot of the media is not giving them no puff about their drafting, but I think they did the best drafting this year to me, and nobody really wants to talk about it, but they did an outstanding job. Because Cam Reddish, is, he feels what they need. DeAndre Hunter feels what they need, and they're both young. And picking up uh, Jabari Parker, who was healthy last year, finally, he averaged about 15, 16 points a game, and he played a lot of games last year, and I think he's going to help coming off the bench. And he's not that old either. He's still in his 20s. So he's got a lot of basketball left in him. If he can stay healthy coming off the bench, I think he could be, make a nice sixth man of the year award. Yeah. If not this year, next year he could be a sixth man of the year. Yeah. Uh, uh, another guy uh, that I've liked too that I've I've watched a little bit of, saw a little bit of highlights of in these preseason games is uh, DeAndre Bembry. You know, he's he's kind of a question mark. You know, he's kind of that guy that's going to step in when Trey Young get you know goes off the court for some rest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really do like him coming off the bench. I do, too. Um, and kind of filling in the role of Trey Young. Um, it's definitely better than the system that we had with uh, Teague and Schroeder. Uh, I didn't really like that too much. Too much butting heads, in my opinion. It was. I think this flow is a lot better. It is, because even last night... Um uh, uh, Bembry, he has seven points, seven rebounds, four assists, and three steals. Yeah, he's kind he's of a he's kind of a bigger guy, I think. If I'm not mistaken, uh, he looks a little little lankier, maybe a little bit. I don't is, know, but he's six six, two hundred ten pounds. Yeah, so he's a little bit bigger. I mean, he's obviously bigger than Trey Young. Yeah, but you know, six six is. I mean, that's a decent size for a point guard. You know, and I I just feel like you know, I mean, he had seven rebounds. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, it's not. Completely out of the question. And he played defense because he had three yeah. steals, so he was he playing solid defense. In the first game, first preseason game against the uh, Pelicans, he had 16 points, uh, three rebounds, three assists, and two steals again that game. So he's pretty – you know, he only had 21 minutes in the game. So he played pretty good solid minutes off the bench. Yeah. So he did pretty pretty well. I, I mean, it's – I – I love when the I love when the Hawks get back, especially these kind of years where nobody really expects too much. But man, I think the biggest thing about this team is just they've kind of created like this 
this cool vibe within the city. You know, they're doing a lot for the community. They just started their, uh, I think it's like their G League or something like that in College yeah. Park. Yeah. Um, the owners are really involved. The GM is really involved. They've got a an attitude that's built, that's going to be built for winning. Uh, they're going to be able to attract a lot of free agents, I think, in the next coming years with this young core that they've built. Mm-hmm. And if this young core this year can show that they have the ability to really play with the big guys, yes. those big guys might be, all you know, all of a sudden a little bit more attracted to this team. Yep. You know, so it, these owners have, created this really cool atmosphere for fans to come in they did a great job with state farm arena as we saw the last you know 10 15 home games last year the place was packed you know it was a lot to cheer about we had so many comeback wins trey young played outstanding um so i mean it's just it's cool you know it's kind of a kind of a different thing other than you know the disappointment that we've had with the falcons and braves to kind of look forward to this year it's like you know what there's nothing to lose here we have no expectations for the nope. Hawks, nope. and we're going to go out there and have a good time at you know State Farm Arena, and we're going to watch the Hawks play. You know, yeah, and we are. this young team is going to be super fun to watch, especially when they start gelling together. You know, we talked about it before the show. We think the defense is going to slack a little bit. Probably the first, I don't know, maybe fifteen ish games, fifteen twenty games, maybe into the season. Yeah, yeah, really depending on you know Coach Pierce and how and how he addresses it. But you know, I was listening to an interview with Coach Pierce is that. There's, there's no expectations. There really isn't. So there's no pressure on these guys. And hats off go to Vince Carter. He has really been a role model for these young guys, and I'm glad that they brought him back for one last season. They had him on the team last year, and he's not doing it, you know, on the court. He's not doing great things, but off the court, he's a great coach, mentor, and those guys, young guys really look up to him. Yeah. You know, they remember half man, half amazing. But him in there being a mentor, I think that's why Grant Hill uh, brought him back in order to do help Collins, to help Young, to help Hunter, to help Cam Reddish, and these guys, and teach him a little something. So I think he's going to be very instrumental, what I'm going to say, instrumental this year, I believe. There we go. It's been been a long day. It has been. I think I've been up for, I've almost been up for, what is that? 16 hours now <laughs> so it's been a long day um so i like vince i like vince i like vince too man I, I do. he's kind of he kind of reminds me of what brian mccann was to the braves um yes. kind of just the veteran veteran leadership of a guy who's been there before he's been he's been on teams like this before yeah and he knows how to how to handle these players in the right way you know he he's not going to be derogatory towards these guys no, he's not. but when they mess up he's going to step up and say something but in a way that's respectful and res- you know the way that these kids are going to be able to respond to it yes you know going back to the draft i i wanted to talk about this a little bit more i agree we did have i think the best draft out of anybody um i was out of town i watched it on tv i was like man we're doing a great job you know, we traded picks away when we needed to and then, you know, traded back up for somebody that we really wanted. We did. Absolutely stole Cam Reddish. Yeah, we did. We stole Bruno Fernando, who we haven't talked about him much, the guy from no, Maryland. I watched him. I watched him. You, and I was who like, said that this guy? These guys, this guy? You know, most you know, ESPN guys and stuff like that were saying uh-huh. that he was a mid-first-round pick, you know, somewhere for yep. 13th or 14th, and we got him late, you know, I, and that was that was a great job. I was like, who is this guy? And he's, hey, he's not playing bad ball either, man. I like that. You know, being, I was, you know, being an LSU fan, I I watched, you know, the the tournament a good bit. We actually played Maryland in the second round. Yeah. And Bruno was good, man. He's a force. I think he's going to be really good, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. I think he's going to be really good for us. I think he's going to be a great guy to have off the bench. And that's who we need for his defense. You know, this guy, he's listed at 6'10". 
you know, and it, right now he's only 21 years old. So we got a young team, a young nucleus. So I think we're in good shape. Yeah, I think we're too. I think we're too. And another thing with the draft that I was so impressed with is that they got, I think they got NBA ready talent. I'll put it that way. So mm. I, I say it this way. So I think Cam Reddish was the most NBA ready player out of that Duke group. Yeah. I think. He didn't have, and it's hard, man. It's hard to say that Cam Reddish is the most talented out of that group when you have guys like Zion. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to it's hard to look past that. But that's what I'm saying. There's five guys at Duke who were that good. You know what I'm saying? So Cam if, Reddish was a five star player in high school. Yeah, he was the third best player in the country. Yeah. So, hey, and all three of the top three players in high school went to, to Duke. Duke. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's hard. Like, he if he was on... He got overshadowed yeah, at Duke. Yeah. But he's really he's really good player. Really yeah, good, I mean, good if player. he was at if he was at another school, like a, maybe like an SEC school or something like that, the talk would have been all about Cam Reddish. You know Just like right. how it was a few years I ago with, with Colin Sexton at Alabama. Yes. I mean, people were talking all about him. They talked all about him when the local kid Jalen Brown was over in California. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it kind of it was unfortunate that he was at Duke, but it was good for the Hawks because we were able to pick him up, you know, with the I think it was either the 10th or 11th pick, you know, yeah. that was good for us. Yep. You know, and I, I, I applaud the, the Hawks front office for being able to kind of put all that together. And then let's talk about DeAndre Hunter for a second. Wow. God, that guy can shoot. He sure can. You know, they were talking about him in the draft. They're like, oh, his defense is outstanding. I definitely see it. He's lanky. Uh, he's got a lot of reach. I think he is going to be a good defensive player. But, man, I didn't know he could play. I didn't know he could shoot like this. He can. You he's know, going, he, I watched start. him in the NCAA tournament a little bit. And, man, I was extremely impressed with what he was able to do. If he don't start this year, sooner or later he's going to start. Him and Cam Reddish. I don't know how they're going to play him because that's a lot of small ball you're going to be playing. But definitely this guy's a starter in the league. Yeah, I it, and it will be interesting to kind of see how this year works out. You know, the Hawks did bring back Alex Lynn. Um, who who did good things for us last year. Yeah. You know, he kind of had one of those quiet years because, you know, the Hawks are in the process of a rebuild. But I think Alex Lynn had a decent year for us. You yeah, know, especially did. being a center, big guy, I, I think he did okay. He could score. Yeah, he can. First preseason game, he had 14 points against the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I think he's going to do really well. Um, last year, you got to think about it, he averaged 11 points and five rebounds a game last year. And that wasn't bad. You know, so I think he's going to do what he shot about 50% from the field. So I, I like him too. I like the land. Dude. Yeah. You know, definitely a center spot. Yeah. So I mean, we need that depth and we need the height also as well. But the future is small ball probably for the Hawks because they got a lot of small guys that can really shoot and defend and guard the wing spots. So, but we need that though, because last year we were terrible in defense. We were one of the lowest in defense last year, and I think we really need to. Maybe it's going to take them a little time, but halfway through the season, their defense should pick up. But we know they got to score. We know Trey can get 30 points a game if he wants to. Yeah, if he really wanted that, to. We know that, Matt. But I love our draft, and I'm glad you like the draft too as well. So, uh, hey, hats off to these guys, and I believe they're going to get the eighth spot. Yeah, I mean, barring I injuries, you know, injuries. I remember. I remember when the Hawks were good. Like I'm talking back in the in the Millsap, Corver, Teague, Horford days and stuff like that. But man, I wasn't as excited for those seasons as I am now, just because it's this is cool, man. I mean, we've been this is what we've been building for, you know, in a couple of years, and finally kind of see it all come together is going to be cool to watch. You don't have to have a superstar on your team to do well. No, Boston Celtics proven that because they built their team through the draft. Yeah, the Celtics. 
They don't have a star player on the team. And the 76ers did the same thing, man. I mean, same you guys thing. remember how bad they were at times. Yeah. But they just kept stocking those number one picks over and over and over again. Yeah. And they that's finally they, got themselves And that's team. what the Hawks are taking them blueprints and they're using them to their advantage and they're, and they're doing it. Yeah. Uh, Trey Young will be an all-star here soon. I believe, believe so. that. Yeah. So they will have one on the team. He and will. I believe sooner or later, Collins, if he can continue to, uh, to get better also as well, he will become an all-star also as well. Yeah. So they will have all-stars on the team. And I believe – Hunter if, and Reddish, if they play that well, man, you can look at uh, in the next couple of years, you can look, look about three or four players from the Hawks going to the All-Star game. Which would be awesome for the city. You really would. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I mean, we're, we are all looking forward to season. First game of the year for the Hawks is the 24th. The NBA season starts on the 22nd. Yes. Um, I think that is in Detroit, if I'm not mistaken. I think the Hawks start off their year with, uh, with the Detroit Pistons. They do at Detroit. Yeah, twenty four. Um, so, looking forward to that. Me and Roe are definitely we're definitely going to make it out to some Hawks games this year, we man. Sure it's will. everything I've heard about State Farm Arena. I haven't been able to go yet with being in school out of town and stuff like that. I went to a game last year. The arena's great, man. They spent, they spent a lot of money on that rebuilding yeah. that arena. Two hundred fifty million dollars. That arena's nice. It's going to be a good time, guys. Really I mean, nice. Get down there and watch some games. You know, um, this is going to be a fun young team to watch um, in a great atmosphere. Um, and me and Roe definitely going to be down there. Uh, we've definitely already talked about it. We are going to be giving away uh, some tickets here, I think, soon for the Hawks. I think that would be a cool thing for us to do with the giveaways. So uh, I think so. That that'll be a cool thing to do for us. Only one negative on their roster I see they picked up, where I think they shouldn't have done it, is that day on Chandler Parsons. He's terrible. I do not like Chandler Parsons. Yeah, I don't even think he'd make it through the year, to be completely honest. He's mediocre. He stays hurt all the time. He gets bounced around from team to team. I don't even know why why the Hawks picked him up. He's hurt again now. Yeah. Dude, I mean, man, would you just get him to ride the pine? I mean, come on, man. Why would you pick him up? You need to get go they, after another. They big ate man his contract for something. I can't remember what it was. I remember reading about it though. I had to man. This dude is terrible. Yeah, yes. He, uh, he shouldn't even be in the lead no more, man. You know, this dude is skating on thin ice. Yeah. You know, I think he'll be out the lead here pretty soon because he's not that good of a player. Well, other than that, <coughs> we're looking forward to it. <laughs> yes, we are. We definitely we, are. We definitely have a good attitude going into it. And uh, yeah, I love it. Well, hey, the city needs that. Yeah, we do. <laughs> God knows we need it. Oh yeah, one other thing, Atlanta United. Going back to the playoffs, we won, oh, yeah, won it last year. Hey, we could bring home the trophy again. So yeah, got to do something for the city, you know. You know that's right. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna be back here next week, and uh, we will definitely talk about the uh, the Hawks some more as we get prepared for their season opener uh, October twenty fourth against the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. All right, so this is the uh, this is the week we've all been waiting for as far as high school sports. We're gonna get down into it right now. Uh, biggest game of the year so far, Hogarth McEachern. Big rivalry in this town. Uh, for those that don't know, we're in the city of Powder Springs, if you're listening to us from somewhere. So, uh, Hillgrove and McEachern, man, this is uh, this is about as good as it gets as far as high school rivalries. A uh, little background on the information. Um, probably 80% of the Hillgrove High School district uh, was originally district for McEachern. Uh, me, personally, my older brothers, or my older brother and sister went to McEachern. I would have gone to McEachern if Hillgrove wasn't built. Um, so this is kind of, this is a really cool rivalry. You know, it's really cool to see these high schools kind of some of the stuff that they do before the games and stuff like that. And to finally see the games, this is a really cool experience. A lot of NFL talent has come through this rivalry yep. and a lot of other really good collegiate athletes have come through this rivalry. Yep. So, uh, Ro, take it away. 
What do we got? Wow. This is, I've been covering McEachin for the last three years. I've been covering Hillgrass as well. And this is good as it get. Uh, going to tomorrow night's game, both teams are 5-0. Woo! Oh, yeah. um, last year, just to give you a rundown, last year's meeting, Hillgrove won the game 31-21 last year. And they went on to win uh, the region. And that's how they won their second region in a, in a row. If the Hillgrove wants to win their third region in a row this year, they're going to have to go through McEachin and they're going to have to go through Marietta. So it's going to be a little, the road is a little bit tougher this year. That's why I told everybody this year in that region, that region three is a team, a three team race this year. Uh, normally it's a two man race because over the years, uh, Hillgrove is, has won the matchup with McEachin five, five wins to four losses. Uh, so this is a big time rivalry. To me, this is game of the year. This is like a playoff game. Um, right now, I believe McEachin is number two in the, in the state, and I believe the Hill Grow is like number six in the state, which I thought they should have been in the top five, both of them when the season started anyway, but they disrespected Hill Grow and didn't even have Hill Grow. Uh, I think they had them listed number two. 10 starting off the year mm. and now they i told you that was terrible they don't cover them guys a lot of the media do but i cover those guys and i said that was terrible uh ranking them at the beginning of the season number 10. these guys are 5-0 now and their defense is great um their offense and as good as mckeechan's so we're gonna we're gonna get a real test tomorrow mckeechan to me is still a more balanced team uh offensively defensively and their special teams is really good these guys, I mean, I'm telling you already, um, McEachin's defense has five interceptions and they had two fumble returns, kickoff returns. So these guys' defense is really, really, really good. And Miles Murphy is probably <laughs> as good as you can get. He's already committed to Clemson. He's a top-rated player. He's, a, he's, a, he's, a top, <laughs> he's like the number two or three player in the country. This is how good this man is. I watched him two weeks ago. He's a beast, man. Getting to them quarterbacks, he's good. So McEachin's going to have to have a quarterback. The quarterback they got in there, they're gonna have, he's going to have a quick release. He's going to be running all over the field to keep away from Murphy because Murphy's good, man. He's going to come at him. But the thing about McEachin, they can handle him because they got an outstanding running game. They got two or three guys that can run. They can keep moving the ball. And so Miles Murphy, he's going to be breathing hard by halftime i'm telling you because these guys are really good and their special teams is really good too as well so uh my prediction probably this game i think mckeechan is going to win probably by three points i think it's going to be a low scoring game it's not going to be like last week mckeechan won east kyweta uh, they won 53 to 15 i don't think it's going to be scoring like that i think it's going to be inside the 20 point range for both of them wow okay because uh, it's going to be it's going to be packed so those who go into the game, please get there early. And early, the game started at 7.30. I would probably be there by probably about 6.15, 6 o'clock, 6.15, I would be there. Yeah. If not, you're going to have, you're going to be walking. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be walking. Yeah. I mean, this is, yeah, this is, this is, if you guys haven't been out yet, man, you guys got to go check out this game. You know, I got to see it for four years myself being, going to Hillgrove, but this is something that you guys got to watch. I mean, this is, this is like watching a college game sometimes the yeah. atmosphere is insane both student sections really show out um this is this is this is good stuff um 
So if you need something to ease your mind off of the uh, Braves playoff uh, debacle, uh, feel free to go check out a really good high school football game. Yeah, uh, you don't you know. need to watch no other high school football games tomorrow night. Uh, Zeb McKeachin, and it's going to be on TV as well. So if you can't make it out to the game, uh, it will be broadcasted online at uh, NFHS Network. Yeah, National Federation of High School. Yeah, that- They'll be at the game. They'll be broadcasting live. For the game tomorrow night. It's gonna, it's gonna be good stuff. Man. That's uh, how good it is. They're gonna be broken. Gotta check line. out. Gotta go check out Miles Murphy, especially you guys are Clemson fans. If you're a Clemson um, fan, you definitely want to watch this guy. He's good. Yeah. He's a difference maker. Trust me. I mean, we hate Clemson fans, but yeah, but you guys got a good, good one. You got a good one. <laughs> yeah, you really do. He's good, man. Uh, he's gonna yeah. be in the pros. This guy's good. He stay healthy. He's gonna be in the pros. This guy's really good. Yeah. Um. Kind of a, I guess, kind of a shortened segment, but you know, we wanted to get out that. That, that we're excited. There definitely be a lot more uh, come next week to, you know, talk about what happened during the game. Uh, but we, we kind of want to just get you guys updated on what, what we're here to expect. Um, I can't, I cannot make a prediction with McEutrin winning just because I'm proud. I'm a proud alumni. I understand I'm a proud that. Hawk. I understand that. But I, but I, they're both five and oh, yeah. so, you know, I, I do think this is a very critical game in the region. I think, I do. I think the winner of this – I will make this prediction. Okay. I do think the winner of this game wins the region. I agree with you on that um, because, we, 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 you know, and a lot of myriad of fans can be like, wow, you really going to say that? Well, I look at the past. We both of us look at the past. Marietta's track record is not that really not that good. And we always talked about on this show that they have nine players in the top 100, but the thing is they all play individually. They don't play good unit – unified by football they don't they don't play well together and it showed uh, against Grayson it showed they play now that said they still don't have the best players for Marriott they do it they still have the best individual players but for us playing together this two teams that you watching tomorrow night all around they they got the better they got the better teams than Marietta all the way around and they don't have a lot of superstars on their teams all-star players so I agree with that. One of these two teams will win the region. Yeah, Definitely. I agree. Marietta, uh, we, I like Marietta. That's usually how it goes, too. Yeah. Um, usually the winner of this game goes on to win the region. That's uh, right. So, hey, we're we will we will be back next week to uh, to wrap that up. Uh, we're we're going to be talking heavily about the uh, about this game that and you know what what kind of all goes down on Friday night at McEachern. but uh, yeah. We'll be back next week to talk about that. Most definitely. Ah, finally a half decent week in college football. Out time. I say that because there's two. I don't even think they're top ten. I think Texas is at eleven. But other than that, LSU and Florida. By the way, whoever's if if whoever I knew, told I knew Roe, you, I know you're about to bring it up because man, whoever I'm, told Roe oh, wow. that Florida is going to and I quote smoke. LSU, yep. please come see us next show because I'd love for you to sit right next to me after that final score. Okay, I, I understand that I might have just jinxed my own team, but I don't care because I think we're that much better in Florida. If you think that your backup third-string quarterback that's got a sprained MCL or whatever he has is going to march down into Death Valley at night and take care of LSU, yes. I, brother, you, you need help. You haven't been watching the quarterback you for need LSU, help. have you? This guy's good, man. Um, but other than that game going on, we also got the Red River rivalry. That's a tongue twister, by the way. I can't yeah. believe I just got that out. Um, <laughs> Texas, Oklahoma. That's a noon kickoff. Ooh. So if you, you guys want to get up and get it fired up early, 
Uh, that's going to be a really good game. It that's, is. I watched Jalen Hurts. That's Jalen Hurts' first oh, test, man. and I it will be. I put air quotes around test because uh, teams have been seeing the score pretty pretty willingly off of Texas. LSU hung forty five on them second game of the year. Uh, this game usually goes a little bit different. I think it's going to be a very high scoring game. I yep. think there's going to be around 80 to 90 points scored between the two teams. I think so, too. Uh, both offenses have really good quarterbacks, Sam Ellinger, and then obviously Jalen Hurts, Heisman frontrunner. Um, I think that's going to be a really good game. I do think Oklahoma will sneak away probably by like 10 to 14 points mm-hmm. um, would be my opinion. Because um, Hurts got a good uh, – he got a good running back and good receivers also as well. Yeah, too, yeah, he does. Score Definitely too. does. Yep. Um, Georgia has South Carolina this week. Um, oh, I get Georgia. No, nah, I mean – not a not a whole lot to talk about there. You know, they they just need to go out and take care of business. Uh, South Carolina's still struggling, man. They're they're trying hard. Will Muschamp, excuse me, is trying really hard. Um, not a lot you can say. You know, um, it ain't. I don't have losing no time soon. No, 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 no. I mean, we thought that their first test might be Auburn, but yeah. then we saw what happened last Auburn week. Last and that was bad. Yeah, that was bad. Um, they got well. If y'all didn't watch it. So that. I mean, Georgia fans take it from this. Um, watch the watch the LSU Florida game, and that'll kind of tell you uh, what you're dealing with. Florida, Florida's able to hang in there uh, till the end of the game and hang around LSU. Then you know you guys might actually have something cooking down there in Jacksonville this year um, around Halloween time. But if they march in to LSU and get absolutely obliterated, uh, you guys definitely. I already think you guys cakewalk with SEC East, but then you'll definitely. You'll definitely do it. Um, so I mean, yeah, I mean, guess watch the Florida game and kind of kind of figure out where you guys are from there. But I don't think you guys have a problem. Matt, um, Matt, I want to recap on some of them games. I know y'all hear me a lot on this show talk about Notre Dame really not that good, but they still ain't playing nobody. Bowling Green. I mean, come on now, fifty-two to zero against Bowling Green. I mean, the schedule they picked their own schedule and they're playing all these weak teams. Man, of course, you're going to blow out Bowling Green 52 to nothing. I mean, come on, there ain't nobody. And then I still don't think Florida is as good as what the record is showing at 5-0. Uh, Auburn, they're okay team. Uh, they got beat by Florida, if y'all don't know, 24-13 to uh, by Florida. That but was an ugly game, too, if you guys was, didn't watch, really man. Was. Holy smokes, watch it. it was like 48 turnovers. It was bad. It really bad. was. You know, and then the, the second-string quarterback for Florida got hurt. That game, I think he's probably out the year two. It looked pretty ugly. Um, so they playing against they playing a third string guy now. So, and I didn't have even with their first string quarterback. I really didn't have them doing. Nah, two, it's kind of disappointing too. As LSU fan, I really, I really kind of wanted to see us uh, handle business against Felipe Franks. Yeah, I did um, too. But let's also talk about the Georgia Tennessee game. We didn't okay. get a chance to talk about that. Yeah. Um, I, there's not a whole lot to take away. Uh, from the first half, I wouldn't even call it Georgia struggles. Okay. It was more of it's a big rivalry game, and you guys know how rivalry works or rivalry week works at the end of every year. You know the records really don't matter. That team, the team that's you know two and eight, two and nine, they're gonna they're gonna put up a fight. They will, you know, because they don't want to be embarrassed in front of their rivals. Right, you know, and ten- guys, I mean, as much as as Tennessee has struggled this year, man, they're an SEC team and they still recruit really well. Yes, and they still recruit heavily in Georgia. They get a lot of guys from Georgia. They get a lot of guys from Alabama. So they're going to have good talent. It's just a matter of them putting it all together, and they're a few years away from that. But that's why they were able to hang around. And obviously, you saw that the talent and the coaching took over, and Georgia was able to pull away. Yeah, Matt, you mentioned about that. Uh, Tennessee, 
two or three years ago, the last two or three years, they've been going losing a lot of players to the draft. And they've been, a lot of their guys have been going in the first, second, and third yeah. round from Tennessee. So, yeah. you know, and because they're, they're getting the good players and the recruits, they just ain't been able to put it together. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they lose a lot of players every year to go to the pros. So they get keep putting uh, – uh, they're doing outstanding, dra- uh, you know, recruiting. Outstanding. So Yeah, they are. You know, I mean, they've always been they've always been really good at recruiting. It's just now uh, Pruitt's got to find a way to kind of put it together, you know. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays they're gonna out. Have, they're gonna have to have a good quarterback next year. Yeah, they are. They're yeah, gonna have a really good one next year. Yeah, Harrison Bailey he ain't no joke. To, so yeah, he, he gets a chance to let it loose. You know, yep. that's what we're kind of all hoping for. I think that's what Tennessee fans are kind of hoping for. Yeah. Um. So here we are. We're at week six. Yep. Now our week, I think it's actually week seven. Um, uh, yeah. Pretty much everybody's had a bye week already, but uh, yeah, but yeah, they five and zero. College Georgia. football playoff uh, poll is going to be coming out soon. Um, I think it comes out the last weekend of October, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so that'll be interesting to look forward to that. See how much that differs from from the AP poll that we have now. It usually doesn't, especially if teams are undefeated. It usually doesn't change around that much. Um, Clemson, I, we're still going to rag on them pretty good, uh, even if you know, even if they win all these games until that college football playoff poll comes out, because uh, they don't deserve to be anywhere near they are, where they are. You know, they don't we, play we will stick. We will stick hard to it. Look at their schedule, Matt. Yep, you're right. And they're they're number two now. For y'all that don't know, they they not number one no more. They're number two, and rightfully so, because they had a. Uh, close win against North Carolina on the one, and it really if that Wayne would have went to overtime if the coach for North Carolina didn't decide to go for a two point conversion, which is stupid. You should have went for the field goal, kicked the field goal, and put it in overtime. I would have liked that a lot better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He got greedy at the end and it, it failed and backfired on him. So really, Clemson should have dropped the number two. Matter of fact, the, the rest of their schedule is so cake easy. I mean, come on now. Really? So that's why I'm still going to harp on every week on this show. I'm going to harp on they should go to 18 playoff instead of the four because these same teams going to get in here every year. You know, Ohio State is number number three. Where they tied with number three with Georgia. See, this is how stupid it is. AP poll came out. Uh, Georgia and Ohio State is tied in number, in, in number yeah, they're three. Tied. And the thing about it is Ohio State is 6-0, and is 6-0, and and Georgia's 5-0. and And Clemson's number two at 5-0, and and Alabama's number one at 5-0. And LSU is number five, which you could say number four, whatever, because they're 5-0 also well. And then Oklahoma's 5-0. and And then Florida, well, they shouldn't even be close to no seventh uh, seven seed. They they six and zero, oh, but no, that's they're in, they'll earn their place this weekend. Yeah, they're 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 gonna earn. They're gonna lose. They're gonna drop out the top ten pretty soon, like I said. But uh, really, Notre Dame shouldn't even be back in the top ten. Uh, really, yeah. So you know, Penn State should have a better record. Got a better record than them, and they got them at number ten. Penn State. They've been playing a lot better than Notre Dame. Penn State. Yeah. You know, so yeah. really, this this poll I think right Penn here. Penn State. I also think Penn State's on upset watch this week. Yeah, they um, are definitely are. Yeah, uh, so I mean things things that we're looking forward to this week. We want to see Saturday. First of all, for Georgia fans, I think we kind of want to see a statement game uh, we, against South Carolina. We want you guys, you know, to to go take care of business, blow them out, uh, blow them out, and kind of kind of get that Tennessee first first half thing out of the system. That's right. Um, a lot of a lot of people were kind of freaking out. I'm not even a Georgia fan. I wasn't freaking out. I knew that 
It's just one of those things that happens in rivalry games that this team's going to try to compete for the first half. They had the home field advantage. Fans were going crazy. Then the game kind of situated itself out. Uh, As far as Florida, are they for real? Um, A lot of us seem to disagree and for the right reasons, but we'll see how they do. Got a really good defense, and let's see if they can stand up to the firepower that LSU has on the offensive side of the ball. We'll see. Um, Other than that, uh, got anything you'd like to add over there? No, I mean, I'm just looking here at these teams in the in the top ten, in the top ten, really in too much wriggle room unless somebody loses. And then you look at the schedules, really ain't too much going to really change too much. Alabama yeah. got a harder schedule than Clemson along the way. So Clemson could get back to the number one spot again uh, by Alabama either losing to LSU or, or, or Auburn. But I don't think they – I don't really look for Auburn. The way Auburn played against Florida, I really don't look for Alabama to lose to Auburn. Uh, they probably could lose to LSU the way LSU is playing right now. But LSU always play Alabama tough all the time. So they always scare me anyway. So, But other than that, and then Georgia, they should be blowing teams out. I, this week they should, they should have blew out Tennessee, but that was a rival game. But they should be blowing all these teams out because they really don't – if they want to prove that they can beat Alabama – they need to be blowing people out. Okay, Matt? Other than, other Loud and that, clear. Okay. Loud and clear on that. I agree. They're going to win a championship once they beat Alabama. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, that's it's my opinion. It's obviously been that, so, the thorn in know, their side. Yeah. You know, so. It ain't Clemson. Because nah. North Carolina already bring out all the chiefs in their armor already. So, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, a lot of teams going to be looking at that game film from that game. So, uh, you know, that's about all I got to say for this week. Uh, yeah, usually, usually guys, as, as I sit here and talk about college football playoff, Rose on his phone looking at the rankings, and I have to kind of, like, watch him and make sure he doesn't jump off the ledge yeah, yeah. Um, because he, he gets pretty fired up about stuff like that for I you sure all that do. don't know. But I think I'm going to cut it so that way um, Rose doesn't start screaming about the way that the playoff system works and the ranking system works and things like that. This is crazy, man. Look at this. This is just the <laughs> dumbest stuff I've ever seen in my life. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, the you tie is pretty ridiculous. What is I, this? I don't, I'm not sure about that. Really? This Every week I have a problem with this. This is crazy. Yeah. All right, guys. So we <laughs> we hope you guys have a great weekend. <laughs> um, be sure to check out that Hillgrove Vacation game tomorrow. Uh, let us know what you guys think. Uh, once again, you can find us on all the social media, Sports Brothers Atlanta. We're there on Facebook. We're there on Instagram. We're there on Twitter. Uh, we are everywhere. Uh, you can yeah. find our podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, and Messy.fm. We have received a, an email for the second week in the row that we are the top trending show on Messy.fm. Right. So thank you, you guys for, uh, for taking a peek at us and listening to us there. Um, guys, have a great weekend. Hopefully the Falcons don't ruin your weekend uh, like they do every weekend. And uh, we'll catch you all next week.